Hope those are okay. Those uh, last two are for my grandmother. I knew she'd like those, so I hope those are all right. Brandy said, Phil's going to kill you because when it first started, I said, hit play. Brandy said, Phil's going to kill you. I'm just joking with you, Phil. I'm just teasing, so don't hurt me. <laughs> all right, if you turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Oh, I didn't know that. So our daughter took uh, made me a milkshake today. I was thoughtful of her. I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, she didn't, she didn't bring me no milkshake either. Second Corinthians four verse four. That's thoughtful. I'm glad I raised her right. She can take after her mother. So. <laughs> thoughtful like her daddy. Second Corinthians four verse four says. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Let us have a quick word of prayer, if we may. Lord Jesus, again, we just come before you. Praise your holy name. And Lord, thank you again for allowing us to come and meet and gather this evening. Lord, I just pray that uh, this, your word will go out and touch hearts and minds, that it will be used to edify and to be equipped. And Lord, most importantly, let it glorify you. And Lord, let us use it to be uh, to be applied to our spiritual growth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so uh, <clears throat> looking at this verse here, talking about the God of this world uh, in reference to Satan. And, um, and now I understand that when it talks about the God of this world, of course, obviously it's talking about Satan's influence on um, ideals, opinions, goals, hopes, things like that. But... Uh, Satan only has so God is sovereign and he only allows the old devil to be able to do so much obviously uh, now with that said now with unbelievers he can blind them and he can you know use them in, in different ways but those of us who are saved uh, he can only do so much. God goes on is going to restrict him. I mean, I think a good example of that is Job and, uh, and that he only allowed Satan so much room to attack Job the way he did. And uh, that's just it. Uh, we look at this world. We look at the evil in this world. We was praying about this little girl that's gone missing. And, and, uh, and then, you know, what, even a week or two before that down in Florida, that other little girl that was kidnapped at six years old. And that, that's really bothered me. That's really, I mean, it, all kids. I mean, but for that just... Think about that little girl, how she went to school that day, played, had her regular, and then you know, something that evil uh, had that kind of attack uh, on her. And um, so, you know, we see the evil that exists in this world, the people that Satan uses in this world, uh, you know, false prophets that rise up, people who mislead other people, who uh, 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 will twist scripture around. We'll get into that here in just a minute. But um, so we see the devil's deception. And we see, you know, it's like those of us who are saved. We, um, uh, as Christians, we have been enlightened. Our eyes have been opened. We can understand and see things the world cannot see. And uh, so when we see people who are for socialist, uh, which I will never understand how in the world Bernie Sanders can have enough people to, I mean, I just absolutely just blows my mind. I mean, Anybody that have a brain that's ever read a history book will know socialism doesn't work. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it is insanity. Everywhere where capitalism has, has been used, they, people prosper. Everywhere socialism has been put into place, they have went into to poverty. People have died. It, it does not work. And it, but 
Uh, me and Dad somebody this earlier. Apparently, there's just so many people out there who's wanting a freebie that don't want to work at all. That's all they're, they're blinded by. They don't understand. You know, if you look at it, if you get paid $15 an hour, by the time all the taxes come out to give everybody their freebies, you're still making your $7 or less an hour. You know, so you're not gaining anything. And it just, anyway, I hate to get off on that, but you know, it just, uh, well, it, it, um, there's a book on socialism uh, that I've been reading on, and it talked about, you know, I didn't realize this, that our very first settlers uh, in our country, our ancestors, when they came here, they had a socialist idea in regards to, I think it was over 150-some settlers, I want to say. By the time it was said and done, only 30 were left alive because they had the socialist idea. Everybody worked together and everybody shared together. Well, nobody wanted to put in the work, so they starved to death. England sent over, I can't remember his name now, I might as well but he, um, he has instilled a capitalist idea that you farm your own land, you benefit from your own profits, and that's when we started to prosper because socialism doesn't work. Well, with that said, when talking about in regards to the God of blinding this world, uh, you know, and, and I, I, you know, it's one thing, I, I, it's hard for me to, to get into politics because we've had people literally leave the church because they said me and dad get too political. But as a pastor, there are things that we have to hit on that if it's contrary to the word of God, if it's politically related, then we have a duty and an obligation to speak on those very topics, all right? And I don't see why you would get mad at that, all right? Now, if we're just being, you know, political for, for politics sake and trying to endorse a certain candidate, I can see your problem with that. But, you know, the fact that there are things out there that certain candidates are endorsing, then we have to talk about that. Do you all not agree with that? Do you, I mean, I think so too. Well, the one thing that really prompted this, talking about people who are being deceived, because like I said, those of us who are, our eyes are opened, our hearts and minds have been touched, we, you know, we can see things clearly. Those who are in the world who are blind, do we look at them like, what in the world is wrong with you? How can you support this stuff? Well, uh, Judge uh, had come out and said that, um, of course, he's come out in a couple of different ways. We'll get into that in a second, too. But he, uh, <laughs> but he said that he can't see how, uh, as a, a Christian, uh, how that uh, they can endorse Trump and that anything he does cannot be substantiated biblically, which, again, how do you uh, even say that with all your here? He's, he's a, a supported prayer in school, helped Christians, went to the National Day of Prayer. I mean, he's done, you know, the man is not perfect, all right? We didn't elect a, a preacher into office. The man's got his flaws too. But there's a lot of things he's done that I can see in a biblical aspect. But, okay. Buddha judge here, you talk about somebody that even his own brother-in-law come out against, all right? First of all, he's, he's going to twist Scripture, all right, as, as even was, we'll see here in a minute, even the old devil has done, has, has twisted Scripture, uh, to sit there and make a statement like that. Here's a man who um, doesn't have a problem with abortion outside the womb. All right, he don't care that after a baby's born, he wants to endorse the right for a woman to be able to decide if she wants to keep that child or not and let it die after it's been born. That right there is evil. That, if nothing else, that was evil in and of itself. All right. Now here, and then they started, in fact, he was on Tucker Carlson and I was watching the video on that and uh, the, how he deceives people because he wants to, uh, to put out there that he was a, a veteran. Well, come to find out, talking about being deceptive, he didn't go to boot camp. 
He didn't, uh, in fact, he, well, if he did, he didn't finish it. But anyway, somehow he went through, uh, so he was able to sign up as an independent. I forgot how that works or whatever. But anyway, he was just able to go through without having to, it's just like saying you went to school without taking tests or writing any papers. He was able to go straight through. And he claims that, um, uh, that he was outside the uh, wire a hundred and some times and trying to act like he was uh, had a necklace of, cut off ears around his neck or something like a big batted tub like Rambo. He said all he did was was uh, uh, scoop people around. He wasn't in a, in a squad. He wasn't with a team of people. He was by himself and he would just escort people around on a little cart. That's all he was doing. But he's trying to act like, since he was in the Naval Reserves, that he was uh, a big bad veteran. But, you know, even his own um, uh, brother-in-law come out and he was reverencing Psalm 119. In fact, if you want to look at that so you can get a perspective of what I'm talking about here, Psalm 119, I think it was 13 through 16, he was referencing there. Um, hold on here, let me double check, make sure I'm telling you right. I don't want to misdeed you. Psalm 119. Let's see here. In fact, if you want to, Hoppy, we'll just read all of them. What's Psalm 119? You'd be all right with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My dad actually, I know it's hard to believe that dad would be mean. But he actually did that to somebody one time. He said, he said, would so-and-so please read Psalm 119? And they, of course, they were kind of nervous and looked down. All of it? <laughs> so, my father is very mean, so you have to watch him. He's rotten to the core. So, but the 13, I think it's 13. He said, with my lips I have declared all the judgment of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of testimony as much as all riches. I will meditate on thy precepts. Uh, I don't think it's, let's see. I don't think that's what I was thinking of. Um, hmm, I thought it was Psalm 19, 13. Well, anyway, um, the point I was trying to make is, is that God knew us before he formed us in the womb. And that he's talking about the sanctity of life. And that uh, he knit us, he formed us together and put us together. You might want to Google that and make sure, uh, maybe it was 19, I don't know, I thought it was 119. But anyway, Google that and, or Yahoo it or Bing it, whatever it is you do there. But, um, but the point is that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's how God created us. And that uh, obviously abortion is not in the Bible because uh, that's, that sort of thing didn't exist then. But in, in other words, he's talking about the safety of life and um, it is uh, uh, to be precious. And the fact that his brother-in-law, Buddha Judge, uh, would um, even try to claim uh, a Christian attitude and then support something that vile and evil in of itself is wrong. And here he is, a homosexual, uh, an outspoken homosexual. In fact, uh, right before I come up here, uh, of course, you know it was staged. I mean, there's just no doubt about it, it was staged. Uh, had a nine-year-old boy kind of sit uh, up on the stage and said he was so uh, proud of Buddha Judge and that uh, he looked up to him because as a nine-year-old he wanted to come out of the closet and be brave like he was. I'm like, come on, ain't no way no nine-year-old is, is thinking along that terms. It's just crazy. It's insanity. Uh, you know, that's, the, that's one thing. You know, when our founding fathers uh, set our laws into place, Obviously, they didn't want a theocracy uh, because of where they come from. They had that type of abuse and where people, they were being literally tortured uh, because they didn't follow uh, the uh, state's religion. And so they didn't want a theocracy. 
They knew that a secularist idea would not work because of the, the non-believism and, and, and how it could be abused as well. So they established our laws on what is known as the moral law, uh, which really is, is scripturally based in the fact that everybody adheres to that type of morality. They know that you are not to steal, that you're not to kill, that you know this, that, that, that moral base that in which we all encompass, which is actually based on God's word. And so when you put into place laws that were formerly immoral, those who, uh, who think that the law making something like that legal, such as homosexual, same-sex marriages, uh, that then becomes moral in their eyes. And, and the, you know, children will, will think that that's okay and will actually practice those sorts of ideas. And we're seeing that today because that's being pushed so much and a lot of these kids are seeking attention. A lot of these kids are confused. Uh, they, are, they think that they are leaning in that type of direction, which we know is wrong. And um, in fact, if you want to look at uh, 1 Corinthians, let's see here. Um, hold on, let me go over here to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Uh, we see this very clearly. Uh, if you want to look at that, you've got to say the term there. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So we see that uh, and homosexuality in particular was in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Romans, 1 Corinthians. We see this time and time again that it is wrong. Now, is this is not a sin that is uh, unforgivable, and that is uh, that God can forgive that. God can deliver. It's no more. This sin is no worse than any other. Uh, in fact, uh, you know those who try to say, "Well, can you be a Christian and be homosexual?" If you mean by someone who is dealing with that temptation, someone who is trying to fight uh, those feelings, then yes, you can be a struggling. Uh, uh, homosexual who is a Christian, or as no different than any other Christian who struggles and their, their battles daily with their temptations they have to battle, to battle with. But if you're someone who is unrepentant, who blatantly practices the homosexual lifestyle, then no, you cannot be a Christian and be, have, live an unrepentant lifestyle. I don't care if it's gay or straight. If you're living an unrepentant life, then that's not going to work. That's contrary to the Word of God. God God's Word talks about that, that both fresh salt water can't flow out of the same fountain. You can't uh, be, act like you're part with God and then have, you know, and then live a, an ungodly life. And, and you have people out there trying to say, well, well Jesus never uh, said anything about homosexuality. Well, you know, Jesus didn't feel the need to uh, to itemize every sin. He didn't specifically say anything about kidnapping. Well, we know that's wrong. And uh, but he did reference uh, Genesis one twenty seven. He referenced it again in Matthew nineteen, talking about uh, the marriage between one man and one woman. So I mean, he's pretty specific in that area. Uh, there's no no way to contest uh, Jesus' feeling in regards to marriage between one man and one woman. And so you know, uh, in, in regards to homosexuality, that um, you know, you may have even though you may have an inclination uh, towards that. It doesn't make it right, just like you may have an inclination towards uh, stealing or, or maybe you feel like you, it's okay to murder somebody or whatever it may be. Uh, that doesn't make it right. Uh, you know, people say, well, they're born that way. Well, if someone is born that way, then how come so many can go from gay to bi to straight? 
If you're born a certain way, you can't change. They want to compare it to someone who was born as African-American or Japanese. or so It doesn't work that way. You can abstain from sex. You know, I've, I've yet to hear of one single person ever dying from a lack of sex. All right, So you can abstain from that type of situation. There's no reason that you can't and live a godly life. So here we have Buttigieg who is deliberately living an ungodly lifestyle and yet dares to throw out Scripture. And it's not even so much against President Trump, but in general to justify his lifestyle and uh, abortion. And he's twisting Scripture uh, to his own benefit, which is wrong. And so, you know, that's why we have to be informed. All right. As brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus, we have to be informed. You know, uh, sometimes I feel like um, uh, I am beating a dead horse to a certain extent when it comes to homosexuality. I feel like I'm in an uphill battle. And, and I, it's not that I mean to uh, continually uh, to, to uh, expound upon that specific topic because Sin is sin in God's eyes. Like I said, whether it's extramarital affairs, pornography, adultery, whatever it may be, any sexual sin uh, needs to be addressed. Any sin in general needs to be addressed. Gluttony needs to be addressed. All these things need to be addressed. But when it comes to homosexuality, it is constantly put in our faces. We can't watch a commercial anymore. You can't watch a TV show anymore. You can't watch the news. You can't watch a political ad. It's always in our face. And that's why we, the, thing, the, 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 the worry is, is that we are becoming desensitized. More and more people are like, well, what does it matter? Well, what's the big deal? Well, love is love, which is what we've seen in this article with this nine-year-old uh, talking to a uh, judge on stage. Well, love is love. No, love is not love. And God loves everybody. You always hear that. God loves everybody. God loves us, but he does not condone sin. I don't care what aspect of sin, he does not condone it. And they act like, well, you know, who are you? And of course, you know how I feel about that. Who are you to judge? You know, and I hate that with a passion, you know. Well, you know, and of course, Kim gets me riled up. She tags me and stuff on Facebook when it comes to somebody puts on there about judging. I'm like, why? I'm a writer. What is wrong with you? Why do you do this to me? She thinks it's funny to get me riled up because she knows how bad I hate that with a passion. We are to judge. If we didn't judge, we wouldn't know between right and wrong. Prisons would be empty. We, we are commanded to judge by the same way we ourselves will be judged. Did you know that we will judge the angels? So, you know, people sit there and say, well, you're not supposed to judge. Well, yeah, I guess you better talk to God about that because we'll be judging angels one day. So what does that say, you know? But you throw this out there, and of course I love this. This is always the, the standard disagreement when you bring something like up and it's biblically based and you give a defense, that's your interpretation. You know, it's like you can't win with these people. You know, and when you say well, it's not open interpretation, well, that's not how I meant it. And my granddaddy said not to judge and they said not to judge, so I'm not going to judge because daddy said not to judge. You know, i like, Brandy, shut up. But anyway, I knocked these <laughs> Poppy, you have something to share with the rest of the class? I told her not to judge. No, I told her not to judge. Or Brandy. So. But, uh, you know, so we see that um, uh, how Satan twists Scripture. You know, you got to remember, Satan obviously has to study Scripture. And that's why he knows how to twist it. All right? Because nothing can uh, separate us from the love of God. And he wants to tear us down. Remember, that's what he wants to do. He wants to cause division. He wants to get in there and he wants to separate us from the love of God. He wants to destroy us. He wants to tear us down. And one way that he can do that is use our own faith against us. 
See, he wants to get in there and verses we think we know, he wants us to question. Verses we think we know, he wants to twist around and he wants us to, to start doubting ourselves, doubting our love with Christ, doubting our love with, you know, and that's, that's what he is there to do. So as we have to be careful, remember that in Jesus' ministry, that's what the old devil wanted to do. You know, some people try to say that uh, the devil does not exist, that that was a, uh, uh, something conjured up before the pre-scientific age, and that is, uh, uh, so we, we you know, uh, so they try to discount that and act like he didn't exist. Well, if, if Jesus wasn't battling Satan, then he was like a shadow boxer, boxing against the air, and his, his ministry, you know, it would have, would have uh, not meant as much if the devil didn't exist. And so, but Satan is real. See, that's another lie he's conjured up. He wants people to believe that he doesn't exist, hell doesn't exist, then you can live however you want to. If there's no worry of condemnation, and no worry of an eternal uh, fiery uh, pit that we, which we'll deal with if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, then why not live however you want to? Hey, I'll have a second chance. What does it matter? I'll just live and do whatever I want to do. That's why it's imperative uh, that we understand what Satan wants to do. All right. So uh, listen, I want to hit a couple of verses here uh, as, as in regards to how Satan wants to twist some things around. Because remember uh, that uh, remember how he tried to tempt Jesus himself. He tried to say, hey, throw yourself off of here and you could command thousands of angels uh, to uh, to to lift you up. He, even to Jesus, he tried to, to twist that. But what did what did Jesus do? He used scripture to battle him back. See, that's what we have to do. That's why we have to know our Bibles. That's why we have to know scripture. That's why we have to be, have the ability to fight back if we don't know the Bible. And see, he starts twisting those verses. Look at how many uh, cults have sprung up because of those who didn't know their Bibles. And these, these men have twisted verses around to mean something they didn't. And people have followed that. You know, and I, you look at some of these cults, you know, you look at the, the David Koresh, you look at, um, what was the guy, my mind's what was the guy I had to have everybody drink the Kool-Aid, um, Jim, Jim Jones. You know, you look at some of this stuff and you th sit there and think, what is, uh, why would people blindly follow people like that? You know, I don't understand that. You know, if, some, if Jerry said, follow me, and man, I want everybody to drink this Kool-Aid, we're all going to heaven together. I said, man, you drink it, I'm out of here. You know, I don't understand that. I don't understand the thinking behind that at all. I really don't have that kind of brainwashing. Was it, um, was it David Koresh we was watching on and a guy, he was like taking these other men's wives and stuff and they just let them, and I, I'm like, you know, I mean, of course, I kind of understand that in a way. Yeah, take her, go on. But I, no, I'm kidding. What? Oh, Brandy said she fixed my truck. Talking of deception, I got to tell you all this. My wife tried to deceive me yesterday, all right? See, I like strawberry preserves, but I like smuggled strawberry preserves. Well, she, uh, she cut home with this generic junk, and I said, what's this mess? She said, what's well, all they had? I said, I ain't gonna eat it, and I ain't gonna like it. She said, you won't be able to tell the difference. I said, Brandy, every time you've tried to fool me, I've caught it every single time. She said, uh, you'll never know. You'll never know. Well, yesterday she came in. She made me breakfast. She goes, oh, I found another jar. This smuggler's had a little bit enough in her, I think, that you would be able to uh, put on your food. I said, okay. Soon, soon, soon as I opened it up, I said, good try. What? What? There is some left in there. I said, yeah, but you put that junk in there inside of it. She goes, how can you tell? I said, the color, the consistency, and the way it looks, the smells, I can tell the difference. I said, good try. I, said, I, put the, I tried to eat it, and it was just, oh, it tasted like, you never had like a, what's it, like like a, like a diet version, that kind of stuff. You know, it has like a weird sweetener taste. That's what it tasted like. 
Uh, she started laughing. I said, I told you. She said, well, Mamie used to do it to Leo all the time. <laughs> I said, well, I can't help it. She used to do it to my grandfather. But I said, you ain't getting it by me. So, <laughs> so, but she thought she'd pull a fast one and I caught her. See, that's why you have to always be on your guard. Because the devil's like a roaring lion seeking how he can use jelly against you. All right? So... <laughs> thought she could fool me. I was like, Brandy, you should know by now. But I mean, it's kind of obvious too. Oh, I happened to find some a little I bit later. No, 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 in there. <laughs> Good try. Just like uh, somebody I, I know used to, uh, their daughters didn't like milk from the cow. They put it in the plastic jug and tried to fool them. You don't know anybody like that, do you, maybe? <laughs> Dad, Dad was ratting you out this morning. <laughs> Yeah, he said, you didn't tell him. He said, my aunts didn't like milk from the cow. So she put it in a different container. They drug it and think a thing about it. said, you never told them. They never asked. So. <laughs> That's what you learned it from. So Dad was laughing this morning. He's talking about Mamie doing that. My old grandmother, deceiving. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, uh, if you want to write these verses down and look at them later on, I'll leave it up to you. But if you look at Proverbs 15, 6, uh, in regards to wealth, uh, the devil wants to use that uh, to say that, you know, uh, that it's okay to, you know, it's not that there's nothing wrong. Again, you know, I have to be I hesitant uh, or want to be, choose my words carefully. Uh, there's nothing wrong with wealth. I understand that. There's nothing wrong with wealth. And, and it's the fact that uh, if that's all you obsess on, if I, you can be poor and obsess on, on money, you know, it does, you know, so that's the whole point of it. But, you know, is our focus. Uh, is how the devil wants to twist things around and think it's no big deal uh, to do these types of things, you know. And um, uh, let's see here, Second uh, Thessalonians three ten. I'm gonna look at that real quick. I'm trying to remember what uh, what that one was about. Second uh, Thessalonians three ten. Give me a second here. Second first. That's Timothy. Second Thessalonians three ten. Uh, See here. I'm trying to think what that one was. I can't remember what that one was now. The, the point I was trying to make on that you one. You don't work, you don't eat. Well, I was trying to think though how the devil twisted that one around. Now, there's a reason why I wrote that down. My mind's went blank though. Um, I can't remember now why I had that one written down. Let's see. There's another one, Romans 9 16. I'll look at that real quick. I ain't going to look them all up. There's some things I want to look at here. Romans 9, 16. So it's not of him that will willeth, or of him that runneth, but he that showeth mercy. And him that runneth. Him runneth. Oh, um, I think I know what that one say. I think I wrote that one down. Let's see here. Him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. I should have wrote, wrote down the side notes what I meant by that one. Um, Oh gosh, I wrote some verses down. The old devil likes to use a twist. I can't remember now. It makes me feel stupid this evening. I um, look at one other real quick here. Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. I blame all the medicine on. Bad jelly I got. Huh? 
Yeah, it all started with an app. Well, really, you say that, but we'll get into that here in a second, though. Talking about how we are in darkness, and uh, I know that uh, uh, Mr. Hensley was trying to use that to uh, degrade women, but I don't want to go in that direction. But, uh, <laughs> social media well i hope i get there i hope i do good enough things to make it in there and that blows my mind i don't get that it's a free gift of god you accept jesus christ your personal lord and savior there's no way to merit it there's no way there's no i hope i get there it's if you're hoping then you're in trouble either you've made a profession of faith accepted jesus christ your personal lord and savior and your name is written in the last book of life you are guaranteed entrance into heaven and the fact that the devil could weasel in there and deceive people to make them think that they can lose their salvation or they have to do some form, perform some sort of work to get in is, is mind-boggling to me. You compare Christianity to any other religion. In every other religion, you have to atone for your sins. You have to work. You have to do this. You have to do that in order to gain entrance into their version of heaven, to gain enlightenment, to gain into these things, to the seven, seven pillars of Islam, whatever it may be. But with Christianity, it's a free gift. That's it. There's nothing you can do. You know, it'd be like me, like I've told you before, giving Hoppy a keys to a brand new four by four truck. And he says, well, what do I have to do to earn it? I'm like, it's free. You don't do anything. Well, I hope I can drive it one day. I'm like, it is yours. Here is the keys. Drive it. You know, well, I don't know. I, I hope I don't make you mad. You take it back from me. 
I'm like, Hobby, it is yours. Your name's on the title. It's not going anywhere, all right? But, and that's the problem with people. They don't understand that free gift. It's yours. And that, but that's how the devil weasels in. That's how he deceives. That's how he infiltrates the hearts and minds of so many people in the world. Now, I want you to look over here at John chapter 3, verse 19. John chapter 3, verse 19. Mark, Luke, John, chapter 3, verse 19. Mike, I'll be at mommy messing with you there. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I don't like the way he said that. It's all right. <laughs> when, you, when your tires are slashed and your car is keyed, it's all right. <laughs> the way he said that made me a little nervous. <laughs> I like you, Mike. You're my friend. <laughs> it's the devil that made me do that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, uh, what did I say now? Matthew 3 19. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. All right. So, as Mike was talking about, I was getting into it in a minute. The minute that Adam and Eve sinned, all right, what happened? Eve, she listened to the devil. You know, he twisted things around, you know, and, she, and, and deceived her into taking that. And, hey, Adam's just as guilty. He could have said no, but, hey, he went right along with it because what had happened? Eve said, hey, this is just like Smucker's. Here, have a bite. No, you won't be able to tell the difference. You know, and he's like, okay. <laughs> it does taste just like it. Not. <laughs> so... <laughs> And so, and so that's when sin entered the world because, because, because Eve claimed it was Smuckers and it wasn't. All right. And so, and so we are. We are and no, actually, I did. I tried to. It is too bad. No, oh, Adam ate it. Yeah, he he got deceived, but I wasn't. So, huh. I know too bad Adam didn't know the difference. He took the generic brand and said, that's good. <laughs> so cast us all into darkness. So, but, but it's just, you know, we are uh, uh, those who do not uh, know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. When that sin entered the world, they were cast into that darkness. It affected their hearts, their minds, how they view, perceive, and think on things. Until they turn their lives around Jesus Christ, they will, uh, they will spend an eternity in hell. They will not understand uh, the things of Jesus Christ. Uh, they will not understand why we have this sense of morality, uh, the sense of following the golden rule, the sense of, of doing the right thing. They don't understand that. That's why they call us judgmental. That's why they call us hate mongers. That's why they, they attack us. It amazes me uh, that uh, those who scream tolerance and uh, are the very ones who are attacking conservatives. Have you noticed that? I, I, I read um, yesterday where this, these kids had a Trump um, uh, flag on their bicycle. A guy and a woman ran them down. And it didn't hurt them, fortunately, but it knocked them off their bicycles. They arrested the couple. Uh, but they, um, you know, they, they spit on that flag and was cursing those kids and everything else. The world was sort of another conservative tent. Well, they, uh, they come through there and they ripped the American flag down, spit on the flag and tore everything up. I, you know, but yet they call the conservatives the, the violent ones. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really get that. But anyway, they are, their hearts are wicked. 
It is dark. They don't understand. You know, and, and God's word even talks about being double-minded. Um, in fact, uh, in James 1.8, uh, you can turn there if you want to, you don't feel like you have to, but James 1.8 tells us here, uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And you see this again in 4, verse 8, at the book of James. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Double-minded, you know, almost like a, a, a drunk who can't uh, stand the course, uh, you know, can keep walk a straight line. Um, the, the people who, who, who blow through every wind of doctrine, who are not stable in their ways. That's what that, that double-mindedness, you know, again, trying to, uh, those who are deceived, those who are who try to put on an act of uh, trying to, to, to be, act like they're a Christian, but yet they're still wanting to live in the world. It doesn't work that way. You can't sit there and, and act like a Christian and still want to love the things of the world. It doesn't, again, going back to uh, that both fresh and salt water cannot flow out of that same fountain. It, it's not, you cannot love the world or the things in the world. God is light. Jesus is light. Those are the things that illuminate our hearts and minds so that we can see the, the evil and the wickedness of this world. Uh, God it changes our hearts and our minds, that illumination, the shadows and the things that, that, are, that are of the world are pushed back. And that's why we are the light of the world. And we have to, to understand that as Christians. And that's the problem with too many Christians that are out there or uh, that is that they have this double-mindedness that they, they're so worried about uh, uh, offending other people. They're so worried about uh, appeasing uh, the world uh, that they, uh, they water down uh, the gospel. They water down uh, because they don't want to offend anybody. And that's what we have to stand true and stand strong as Christians, to stand in the face of those who would persecute us, those who would uh, to put us, they would uh, attack us, whatever it may be. Look at China, how they are, are being tortured daily. Uh, for their, their beliefs as Christians and, uh, and how those of us who are saved, how we are attacked, whether it's on social media, in person, whatever it may be, we are attacked because we dare to, to, to believe in the gospel. This, that's why we, it's imperative we stay in our Bibles every day so that we are not uh, so easily deceived. All right, that we are as, as wise as serpents and harmless as does. We understand God's word. This is our lifeline. That's why when people are willing to go to jail for God's word, for, for our, our convictions in Jesus Christ. This is, this is how, this is our, our water, our bread, our meat. This is, this is what we have to have. And if you're not in the word, it's easy to be deceived. And we have to be very, very careful not to have that double-minded uh, attitude in regards to our, our place in the world. And, um, uh, and, and um, get out of here in a second. Be double-minded in the fact that uh, we either we're either all on fire for Jesus Christ or we're not. It's like that church of Laodicea, that uh, we have to be very careful about that, that we're not lukewarm and that we're on fire for Jesus Christ. And I just realized we are completely out of time. That's what I get for clowning around too much. Uh, but if you want to get time, if you want to look at uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3.13, if you want to write that down. In fact, let me just read that just real quick, and then we'll, we'll close the prayer here. 2 Timothy 3.13. Hold on here. Timothy 3, uh, verse 13. But evil man and seducer shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. In other words, we have to be um, uh, in, uh, careful about being self-deception. Uh, it's easy to be deceived if we're not careful. If you want to see an example of deception, you can look at 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. Uh, and uh, so, you know, again, talking about how the, the devil has blinded the mind of non-believers 
and, uh, and how he can twist scripture around uh, to his benefit. That's why we have to know God's word. So my point is, like I said, I know I've gotten a little bit political tonight, uh, but I feel like it's a necessity, uh, particularly with somebody who is dangerous, uh, like Buddha judge, because he is twisting God's word around uh, and for his benefit. And for those who don't know God's word will think, well, gosh, that, that makes sense. I guess what he's saying is right. And it's going to lead people down a wrong path. That's why we have to be on our toes and be uh, and understand what's going on here. This, is, this, is, this election is a battle between good and evil, not between political parties. All right. So do not be easily deceived to be on your guard. All right. Watch out for those generic smucker jellies. If you will stand and we'll close in prayer. <laughs> Dearly Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for this wonderful and beautiful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to know and understand your word. Help us not to be easily deceived. Uh, Lord, we know the devil knows your word, but he uses it uh, uh, in the wrong way uh, so that we will be misled. Let us stay true, to stay true to our faith and our convictions in you and to stand strong and not uh, fall for uh, the, the snares of the devil. And Lord, if there's anyone here this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a good week.